You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Join Sharon as she discusses the human experience of creating and maintaining relationships of all kinds, from friendships to family and everything in between. And now, here's Sharon. Welcome to the show. This is Ship Talking, WCHL's relationship talk show. Thanks for joining us for another quarantine edition of the show. I am your host, Sharon, and I am joined by my good friend and co-host today, Alden Rose. Hello, Alden. Hello. What's up, guys? Thank you for joining us. Um, Over the past two weeks, we've been really trying to tackle a lot of different quarantine angles. We've talked about Dating, we've talked about how it feels to suddenly be with your spouse all the time. We've talked about friendships during the quarantine, and we've talked a little bit about the positive impact of this social isolation and how it's pushing us to think about how we maintain and foster connections a little more. Unfortunately, the past few months have also been a time where already complicated relationships have become further complicated or brought to light relationship issues that had otherwise been buried, I think, in a lot of ways. And so I have a, a friend on today to share her own story of, of a quarantine breakup. I have Liz on today. Hello, Liz. Hi. Thank you so How much you? for joining us from Austin, right? Yes, that's right. You're welcome. <laughs> so I, um, I, we talked a little bit at the break And I mentioned that a lot of the guests that I have on the show, I kind of know their backstories and I kind of know where the conversation is going to go. But with you, I just heard you had an interesting story. A friend recommended I reach out to you. So I know nothing about what you're going to share with us today. Um, You've told me a little bit about this. um, It sounds like a really formative experience you've had over the last couple of months. Yeah, that's right. Um, I was I was dating somebody. We dated for about four months. So we were um, first together in the beginning of December, and I'd been single for six and a half years. So it was a pretty big deal for me. I'm 39, um, and three days after the World Health Organization decided that this was a pandemic, my relationship came to a grinding halt <laughs> in, yeah. a, in a really unexpected way. Yeah. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what happened? What caused the the halt? Was it just having to social distance all of a sudden, or what else was going on? Yeah, well, there there's the story that I heard from him later, and then there's what I understood at the time, and so there there were a couple of different layers, and I didn't really have the full story till later. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, he struggled some with some um, you know commitment and still having interest in past loves. So we'd had conversations about if our relationship would last or not. Um, but it, it turns out he just felt like he couldn't be that person for me during a really difficult time. And I didn't find that out till later. So the way I found out was um, he came over to let me borrow a saw to build garden beds. And at the same time told me he was taking his coworker on a canoe date. <laughs> that night (laughs) instead of having dinner with me so that was a pretty rough way to enter into this whole pandemic Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) how do you do you think the coronavirus kind of learning about maybe the potential long-term impact had you know had any effect on the situation yeah I think for him it really did um prior to this I 
didn't hear much from him for a week and then found out that, you know, he said, oh, I thought we were all supposed to be isolating. And I said, oh, well, you know, given that you were going to isolate, I would hope that you would call me and tell me that Mm -hmm. you're doing that and that we might not see each other for a long time. So there is definitely some indication of that. Um, And later when we talked about it, yeah, he said, I just realized I couldn't be a support for you during a really difficult time um, because he was having a lot of anxiety and losing sleep Mm -hmm. over um, things related to the pandemic. So So it it was kind of, yeah, a catalyst. Backtrack a little bit. So you had started dating in December, you said? Yes, early December. Early December. So when the pandemic hit in, what, mid-March, were you together in a official relationship at that point? Were you still dating? What was kind of your status before everything started? Yeah, so we were in an official relationship. Um, He seemed to have some confusion about his feelings for other women and so we had it you know in it from his past um and like ex-partners or just just women that you've had encounters yeah with? his track record for fidelity was not the best oh, no. and so you know we were both aware okay you know we're, we're going to use our relationship foundationally to work on certain things we need to work on and see where it goes mm-hmm. um and but you know yeah I think for him there's part of him that wants to really be in a committed relationship and then part of him still wants to play the field so I I was cheated on one time Mm -hmm. so he didn't always keep his agreements it wasn't completely surprising um he's been trying to improve Mm -hmm. some of these things about himself so yeah what what was kind of the interim period between kind of the first story you heard from him about about kind of the reason behind the breakup and then kind of what what you kind of eventually came to understand was maybe the real reason behind it. Yeah, so in between him telling me he was taking this person on a date... Um, wait, wait, wait. Of, Paint that picture a little more. Right. <laughs> right. So, so he came over to let me borrow something. Um, he biked up here with a really heavy saw. I thought, wow, that's really, really nice. Um, and then we sat and talked for a little bit, um, after that, and I was about to go into a work meeting, so it was actually 15 minutes before I had to get online with the client and lead a call, and he told me (laughs) in those 15 minutes, um, that he was taking his coworker from the theater on a social distancing canoe ride, and I said, well, I'm wanted to do something outdoors together for a long time now and this is really it was really a blow so for me I felt like it was really um I I had a lot of anger after that because I felt like it just wasn't a very even a very friendly way to go about um informing me Mm -hmm. (laughs) of this change (laughs) yeah wow So that that was part of it. It was like, oh, I thought we were at least friends and respect each other. And I felt like it was a pretty cruel Mm -hmm. way at a pretty cruel time to do that. Oh, my gosh. How did that work meeting go after? (laughs) Um, I was fine. Good for you. (laughs) Because I interviewed people for a living as a Mm -hmm. researcher, I've, I've had to learn how to go into different modes and put my personal stuff aside. <laughs> did he did he frame it as a date or did he just say it was a hangout with a coworker? Um 
Not at first, but mm-hmm. it was obvious. I asked if that was his intention, and he said it was. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. We're going to pause right there and meet back up with you in a few minutes. Thank you for listening to Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. We'll be back with more after this on 97.9 The Hill. And now back to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Once again, here's Sharon. Welcome back to Ship Talking. I am your host, Sharon, joined with Alden and Liz. What's up? Hello. Hi. (laughs) So, Liz, you were talking a little bit in the last segment about a breakup that you had with your boyfriend right, right before the start of this pandemic, and you were sharing this interaction you had with him when he told you he was taking a female co-worker out on a canoeing trip. Is that right? That's right. An evening social distancing canoe ride. An evening social friend. distancing canoe ride. And yeah. walk us a little bit through your feelings and how he presented that to you. So what did he present that as a date really directly or how did that end up playing out? Because that's pretty yeah. bold of him. So. Yeah, so this this was not the very first time he had mentioned this person. He hadn't told me mm-hmm. her name. Um, gotcha. He had mentioned the previous week that he kind of felt attracted to someone at work, and he wondered if that bothered me. Um, and oh, that's said, really but, interesting. Yeah, he said, but but it's really unlikely anything's going to happen because my ex-girlfriend works there, and we work together, and it's just complicated. It wouldn't be a good idea. But I just wanted to tell you that sometimes I have these feelings of attraction when I'm around this person, right? So, And what was your response to that? That was, like, less than a week before he did this. So when this actually, like, at the time, I wasn't, like, he had cheated on me once, so I wasn't super surprised. And I was like, yeah, that's not great to hear. You know, but it also sounded like something that wasn't an immediate threat, and we were still kind of feeling out where our relationship might go. Mm-hmm. You had um, mentioned that he had issues with um, kind of infidelity in the past. Was that past relationships, or was that in the past with you? Uh, both. Okay. But I, yeah. I imagine you could also see that Which as... Which I had not had before. Yeah. Mm, gotcha. That was new for me. I could imagine you could also see him sharing that with you as trying to be open and honest with you. Like, I could see that as his attempt to be communicative, which is admirable, Oh, yes, 100%. That's so tough. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Yeah. So so then when this actually happened, part of the difficulty I had with it was that, one, it was three days into the pandemic after I told him that I'd love to just enjoy the simple things and I was having some anxiety about the pandemic. Could we just have dinner and, like, a nice night together? And that he chose to do this specifically on the night that I asked for that. So oh, big red flag, little, big red flag. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, this is feeling really like a slap in the face. Yeah, you know, for I'm, sure. I'm like, okay, if someone has feelings for someone else, fine. But as far as the timing, it was difficult even just on a friendship level. For um, sure. Because I was already very stressed and wanting to just kind of relax and ground Absolutely. during this difficult time. So that was really my biggest... Um, the biggest shock for me was that I didn't feel like it was done in a friendly way. 
that was really the thing that bothered me the most. And when, when I'm just trying to play this out in my mind. When he said he was taking another coworker kayaking, like what was your response? Like, did you talk about that in the moment, or was that saved for later? Yeah, I said, okay, so you you asked her on a date, and I said, what was the catalyst for this? You know, you kind of mentioned this person before and said it was unlikely anything was going to happen. How did we arrive here shortly after with you taking her on a date? Mm. <laughs> um, and he said, oh, she texted me, and uh, she texted me a joke. So I took it as an opening. <laughs> oh my and I didn't have a lot of time to process it because I was going into a work meeting, but my arms just, I had this feeling like my arms and my heart were just burning, <laughs> you know? So I had a very physical reaction. I was really in shock. And then he was just going to leave and I was going to go into this meeting. And I oh, said, well, man. can we meet up after this? This is just way too much for me right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't even process this. I was shocked and very hurt, you know, okay. just so, as a friend. Yeah. yeah. So flash forward, take us through the rest of your relationship. What else happened? Yeah, so he admitted, you know, at that point he said, well, I know I'm taking a risk here and hedging my bets. And I'm like, well, that's really an interesting way to put it. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, the next night we were intimate. I went over there. We had dinner. That was the last time we were ever together. Um, I had some very mixed feelings. was very confused about what was happening. Um, my toothbrush was not in the toothbrush holder anymore. Um, I said, Oh, okay. I see how this is, you know, cause I guess he brought her over for beer the night before after the canoe ride. And in the middle of the night, he woke up and was like, I, I don't want to be duplicitous. Uh, the whole toothbrush thing. I don't want to have two toothbrushes. And he was like, maybe we should just take some space. It was like his loyalty suddenly shifted to this other person, although he had shared with me by then that nothing happened. Nothing romantic happened that night. He didn't know if she was interested. So I was kind of given the boot, even though he didn't know if it was even a thing. He just had her person. he just had her over for beers, is what kind of you understood. Yeah, yeah. I mean they hugged at the end, but he said, you know, we really, it's the first conversation we've ever had. Mm. They don't work closely together. And then for a long time after that, they, I, I still don't know if anything's happened because of social distancing. He lives on land, like communal land with a nurse. And so he's been very careful not to be around anyone who might get him sick and get her sick. So I still don't know if they're together or not. <laughs> I've seen them and I haven't asked. That's so, that toothbrush detail, that's... Mm-hmm. That it's a small thing, yeah. but it's, it means a lot. I was like, lot. oh, I see. Okay, because he made a really big deal out of getting me a toothbrush. Oh, man. You know? So you shared with me a little bit in break how this has become a really reflective period for you, how you feel like you've kind of turned inward after this, and I think that's kind of the the silver lining on a lot of breakups it forces us to really reflect on what happened and our role and who we want to be with and so share a little bit about um, how you've been thinking and processing during this really tough time in the world Um, a lot of uncertainty yeah right so during a time of worldwide uncertainty and vulnerability 
I have this additional layer of uncertainty and vulnerability. And yeah, I realized during our relationship that I had some fear of abandonment or anxiety of some kind. And it was something I was aware of and wanting to kind of pinpoint. And then when this happened, it really brought it up because it's a time when we can't see our friends and a lot of us are isolated anyway. So then to think of losing this primary companionship because we had planned to spend time together during the pandemic mm-hmm. and to be one of each other's, you know, on, on each other's quarantine, stuff. you know, right. Exactly. So that was agreement we had. Um, so when that fell away, because he actually reneged on even staying connected after this date with this person, we were still going to stay connected and support each other. So we backed out on that. Um, so it really, it put me in a position to really look at some of my own kind of wounding or shadow sides or fears because it's, you know, being abandoned suddenly at a time when a lot of us were feeling really alone. And interestingly, um, I work with a Jungian psychologist, a therapist who's also a friend of mine, and I work with an intuitive mentor. And so I started doing Jungian shadow work and imaginative psychology work and actually visualizing um, landforms and entities, you know, that kind of represented my fears and figuring out what they wanted, you know. And so through this work, I ended up... um, yeah, just kind of regaining a lot of, I think, my own energy that had been going into maybe some subconscious fears. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, yeah, so it's, it's been incredibly empowering, one of the most empowering times of my life. <laughs> so that was the catalyst for something really great, and I never would have expected that. That's awesome. That's a great place to pause we'll be back to ship talking in just a few minutes thanks for listening you're listening to ship talking with sharon levine we'll be back with more after this on 97.9 the hill and now back to ship talking with sharon levine once again here's sharon Welcome back to Ship Talking. I'm your host, Sharon, joined with Alden and Liz. Hello, hello. Hello. And um, Liz, you you shared such a beautiful story about a really tough breakup during this quarantine, but how you've really come out on the other end of it and learned a lot about yourself. Um, And so I thought we could end with, with you talking a little bit more about that and maybe just some big takeaways that... Um, you're taking out from this really tough time you've had over the past couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it actually, it was tough for about three weeks and then it's been amazing. So, um, it's really been one of the most empowering times in my life. Um, so he ended up helping me to find an art studio, which is interestingly right next to his theater. So I started making art again. Um, what kind of art do you make? Um, so I, I do kind of multimedia with um, light uh, paint markers, so like you know holding things up against sunlight, cool. a lot of different things for now, but I've done a lot of different media mm-hmm. over time. Very cool. Yeah. Um, shoot us your like Instagram or <laughs> page so we can promote it on the mm-hmm. website. Um, yeah, for sure. Lastly, I think, I think there are a lot of people going through breakups right now. It's a I think a really 
tough time for relationships and it sounds like you've really come out on the positive end and I'm so, I'm so happy to hear that. What what advice can you give to people who are maybe in a similar situation right now? I would say that I think a lot of the wounding or pain that we feel when a relationship is over is often connected to voids we have in ourselves. So um, how am I not showing up for myself? How am I not being creative enough? Like he was an artist and I was like, oh, I'm not being creative. Mm -hmm. So how am I not fulfilling or feeding myself? Or what am I ignoring about myself? So I think really being honest with ourselves about our shadow sides or our fears and getting getting in touch with that and also really looking at the other side. So like if, if I'm afraid of something or feel guilty because I'm not making art, then that's part of me that's saying like, Hey, you know, you're afraid of something because there's something on the other side you really love or really want about yourself or someone else or the world. So I think really showing up and being willing to put ourselves out there. Um, I started teaching meditation, but really filling those voids for myself is something I realized I, I need to, you know, not look to someone else to fill any of those. Mm-hmm. I need to fill all of that for myself. <laughs> so that's what, yeah. that's my advice. I remember yeah. about five years ago, I went through, a, I would say, really debilitating breakup myself. And that's kind of what got me really interested in just talking about relationships and hearing people's stories. And I've, I've finally gotten to the place probably over the past year where I can say I'm, I'm really grateful for that experience. And I'm mm-hmm. like just proud to have gotten there. Yeah, exactly. I feel the same way. You know, it's really hard work, but I think there's often a huge learning opportunity and just an opportunity for um, a lot of self-growth and empowerment. So it's kind of like manure. You know, you put manure in a garden. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like, oh, but then you get the best food out of it. So mm-hmm. I think looking at it as a, a transformational opportunity. I think this whole situation with the pandemic is that yeah. as well. Well, thank you so much, Liz, for sharing your story. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> yeah, it's good to hear that you're doing well now. Yeah, thanks. It's a relief. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening to Ship Talking on 97.9 WCHL. Tune in next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine on 97.9 The Hill. For more episodes, visit the on-demand page of our website, chapelboro.com.